What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Halftime with James Lake. I'm your host, James Lake. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. And uh, I'm going to be talking a little bit of NFL playoffs and predictions. So let's get right into it. Let me pull up my bracket. Uh... Okay, so, so far, this 2022 bracket, I had, in the first, in the first week, I had uh, the Chiefs winning over the Steelers, the Patriots winning over the Bills, that was pretty sad, Um, and then I had the Bengals winning over the Raiders, two of those predictions held up. And now, and then on the NFC side, I had the Eagles beating the Bucks. That did not uh, hold up either. I had the 49ers beating the Cowboys, and I had the Rams beating the Cardinals. And now, here's my predictions for this week's games that are going to be starting at 4. Make sure to uh, be here when those start. I might be doing a play-by-play. I don't know yet. So, firstly, we're going to be Packers 49ers. See, I predicted the Packers to uh, go to the Super Bowl uh, with my uh, friend Tony Nomadi. Make sure to go check out that uh, from a couple days ago. And so I'm going to have to go with the Packers here. And then for the Bucks rams game, I'm definitely going to have to go with uh, the Bucks. And then for the Chiefs-Bills game, I'm going to go with the Bills. And then with uh, the Bengals-Titans game, I'm going to go with the Titans. And then the uh, Titans-Bills game, Titans are going to come out on top of that one. And then in the uh, Green Bay versus the Rams game, I definitely think the uh, Packers are going to come out on top in that one. So without further ado, let's get into our latest NFL news. Okay, so um, the uh, Ravens had just parted, uh, parted ways with Don Wink Martindale. I mean, what did he really do? Like, their defense hasn't been playing too horrible, but I don't that's fine. It's not going to end the coach, the coaching, uh, the horrible coaching carousel that has been uh, this season. So uh, the running back uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is uh, supposedly uh, supposed to return against the Bills in the division round. I don't know how much of a um, how much of a factor he is going to be in this game, but I definitely think he will if he uh, plays well he will have a big impact. But other than I I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. I don't have... I don't really know what people see in Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I don't really... I don't really like him as a player. He's just... I don't know. I just don't see him having a great future with the Chiefs. He's been okay so far, but I don't think he's going to be a lot better. And uh, the uh, big news 
in the uh, for the Bengals games, the Titans have just activated running back uh, Derrick Henry off of IR. So the Kings' return is official. Uh, it was they just uh, took them him off of injured reserve, but as expected. So uh, in the the games that he did play, um, he rushed for 937 yards and 10 touchdowns and 219 carries. That's pretty crazy for eight games, almost had a thousand yards and double digit touchdowns. That's pretty pretty nice. In the Titans' previous game against the Bills in the 2020 season, Henry had uh, 112 yards and a touchdown on 18 carries in the Tennessee loss. That was the last time that uh, that they played the Bengals. So, uh, with that foot injury, he did undergo surgery, but now he is a lot. He's better, and I definitely think that's going to be a huge factor in that game. If anybody has questions, feel free to call in. Uh, now I'm taking calls. Um, other than that, I don't know. Okay. Mike, hello. How you doing? Uh, Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm predicting the Niners by three points. See, so, if they did, if they play how they did play against Green Bay, I don't think they're. And if they have to go against either the Rams or the Bucks, I don't think that they're going to get past. I don't think that they're going to get past the Bucks if the Bucks do make it because the Bucks run defense has been pretty uh, great as of late. So, but I, I think I think if the Niners play the Packers like they did the first half in Dallas that the Niners will prevail and then the Bucks and just the first half yeah just the first half because the second half was a mess and I mean you know they won and, and all that but they did not look like they played the first half does that make sense yeah yeah, that's what I'm I'm looking at. But I I think and then you know yeah you're right. The Bucks is going to be a whole different uh, the whole thing. So and then the Bengals will be uh, prevail over the Titans. No way. <laughs> I know. No. I know the Titans are you're your. Pick. That's trying to trigger me. There's no way that that happened. Uh, I know the Titans are your uh, your uh, pick. So uh, I I don't expect the Titans to lose this game. If they did, I'd be really surprised. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, that's all I want to say. So good luck with your picks and uh, great show. And uh, send out more invitations to get more people on the air. All right. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right, guys. With that, I definitely want to talk about the big effect that – Everybody's that all these. Uh, let me just check the injury report real quick. So, I'm going to look for the injury report real quick, and then we're going to see who's coming back. And then I'm going to talk about how big of an impact that like everybody that's coming back uh, can make on these teams. Let me pull it up. Uh. 
uh, and also, uh, Jerry Jones also said that um, to Mike McCarthy, there's a lot to think about regarding these coaches. I definitely think that um, with the right coaching, the Cowboys could have been um, could have been the first. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I think that. Let me talk. I think that they could have won the Super Bowl with the right coaching. No taking away from how good Mike McCarthy was this season, getting all these players back and excelling. I just think that if any other coach, they could have probably won. And uh, here we go. We have the um, injury report up. So uh, here's something that we might have to take into consideration the uh, that Tristan Wirfs uh, is questionable for Sunday's uh, for today's game against the Rams. Wait, was that today? I have no idea. But um, uh, center Ryan Jensen is also uh, dealing with an ankle injury is listed as questionable. I think that that will be a huge factor if they are both out. Um, I mean, that's two of their best uh, offensive linemen in on the team right now, so I definitely think that that would be a huge factor to uh, take into consideration. Uh, and then Pierre Paul, uh, Jason Pierre Paul is also out. Sean Murphy Bunting, Cyril Grayson are also uh, questionable. Don't have much to say about them, but I don't know. Somebody would definitely have to be a One second. All right, so the Bills have uh, no players with uh, game status uh, designations right now. But uh, Stephon Diggs, he didn't practice but uh, for the Bills. and But defensive end um, Mario Addison, uh, he was dealing with a, a, shoulder, a shoulder injury, uh, was a full participant uh, after, uh, after being limited. And uh, the uh, Cowboys' only person that is happening right now uh, is Randy Gregory. Uh, he's having uh, surgery on his left knee Friday. The team announced the 29-year-old is expected to be available again for the offseason and a full go by training camp. Um, the Green Bay Packers linebackers Adarius Smith and Whitney Merciless uh, have been uh, activated off of injured reserve. They were both uh, supposed to return last week. Uh, Smith was playing uh, placed on an IR following week one, and he was uh, ruled out indefinitely after uh, having a surgery. And uh, and uh, in September, and Merciless, who was uh, initially considered lost for the season, will make his uh, uh, return. Uh, after the injury he sustained in Seattle. I definitely think that this will be a huge factor because of the fact that these are two of their best uh, linebackers. Don't get me wrong, Devontae Campbell has been playing amazing. I don't remember yesterday, but I was listening to uh, the touchdown rundown uh, with Tony and Thomas, and they, I don't remember if Devontae Campbell was a 
second team all pro i'm not i don't remember but uh willie gay will play in sunday's uh divisional round against the bills and uh gay was arrested he was arrested for a misdemeanor charge and he pled not guilty before posting a thousand dollar bond on thursday he returned to practice on friday uh clyde edwards Hilaire is poised to make his return from a shoulder injury this weekend in buffalo corner uh and then their cornerback, uh, Rashard Fenton, and running back uh, Daryl Williams are questionable uh, for tomorrow. Uh, ooh, this is going to be a big one here. Andrew Whitworth and safety Taylor Rapp will be out. Taylor Rapp has been shining this season. He has been uh, a big factor in the secondary to pair, pair up with uh, Jalen Ramsey. And I forgot their other safety's name. Um Terrell Burgess, I think they have been playing very well together. Uh, their uh, running back, Daryl Henderson, defensive lineman, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, Robert Rochelle, and are uh, returning from the injured reserve. And then, uh, like I said earlier, Derek Henry uh, is uh, returning for the game against the Bengals. This is going to be... I don't know what is going to happen there. Uh, the Bengals roster moves, just uh, everybody who's been uh, released or brought up from the practice squad, stuff like that. Uh, the uh, Bengals activated Trent Taylor from the practice squad onto the active roster. He's a wide receiver. Uh, the Packers released uh, lineman Jack Heswin and cor- uh, corner Isaac Yadom. The Patriots linebacker Harvey Lang. Lange signed a one-year extension for his agent, Kenny Zuckerman, and the uh, 49ers. Uh, they elevated quarterback Darquise Denard and linebacker Mark Nizoa. Nizo, I don't know how to say that. Mark Nizo, Nizocha? I don't, I can't. Anyways, uh, they are. They were both uh, elevated off the practice squad. And the NFL is, uh, they still have a, I'm pretty sure they still, uh, the NFL they have sent a memo uh, remaining to remaining playoff teams that uh, they about the regarded uh, COVID testing stuff with the new laws about over um, the five day quarantines and stuff. So the NFL has issued a statement um, in the Friday memo. Uh, um, this is a. Uh, Per Tom, uh, NFL Network's Tom Pelissero informed clubs that neither vaccinated nor unvaccinated players will be subjected to daily testing moving forward because of the lack of uh, people that will be playing. According to Pelissero, the uh, NFLPA approved change has been made based on the info gathered over the past month on the Omicron variant, which uh, is supposed to be less, uh, supposed to be more spreadable, but less, um, so where I'm looking for, less uh, potent or I, I can't find the right word in my head. But um, all players and uh, staffs will be uh, subject to enhanced um, subject to enhanced systems symptom screening and symptom based testing and targeting surveillance testing per zero. Um, all of the unvaccinated uh, players still on the COVID team. Only about a dozen haven't haven't pre- uh, previously contracted COVID, so there's not many people that could, should 
get the virus, so it's not going to spread that much. This is why they're uh, moving the mandate back. And stuff. Um, I'm going to take a quick 30-second break, and um, I will be back in a moment. Think, uh, stick around and uh, keep it locked uh, with the halftime show at James Lake. And I am back uh, on the halftime show, James Lake. I'm your host, James Lake. Uh, talking about some more uh, NFL. Um, one of the biggest headlines right now, I definitely think, is that Mike McCarthy's job is going to be gone. Well, that's not a headline. It's my opinion. I think his job is going to be gone based on the team that he had and the um, – lack of just pure inconsistency and the fact that he couldn't get anything done with a star-studded team with like three first-string starting caliber wide receivers, Ezekiel Elliott, and I have a hot take on that coming up here in a moment, and an amazing defense with Trayvon Diggs, who I think is just a little bit overrated, but I think he has been playing amazingly, so it's just, I don't know. I just definitely think that they could have done better. And uh, more news around the uh, NFL. Uh, the Texans, they conducted an interview with the veteran, I think, 43-year-old Josh McCown. I don't think this is a good idea. Was he ever even a starting quarterback? Did he ever even get good at one point? What did he really do? Like... Uh, the Chargers GM Telesco, uh, they said they're not thinking about, he said he's not thinking about the, his job security after missing the playoffs again. I think that's a big lie because this team was hot shot after, when the season began and then it was just a slow, slow, slow descent down. And that's all I could say about that one. Um, also wanted to say, um, I have a slight prediction that, um, the, uh, Bengals tight end CJ Zuma is going to go off, but I don't think that that's going to help them enough to win the game, but I definitely think he's going to have over 150 receiving yards, but I could be wrong, you know? So... I definitely think that with the right, just to say again about the Dallas Cowboys, with the right coaching, they could definitely win the Super Bowl. And with and uh, there's only I got to say from Tommy, from not Tommy Tom, um, that there has been two teams that scored the amount of points that the Cowboys have, and lost in the wild card. First of all, how I don't know the incon the amount of inconsistency. 
I definitely think that they should fire Mike McCarthy and look at somebody like an Eric Bieniemy type. I don't know, like there's a bunch of coaches on the talking block. I think that David Culley might even be in the conversation for the Cowboys um, head coaching job. I also have a take on that that. David Culley came in here and he exceeded everybody's expectations. And just be, they gave him one season, just one shot, and he gets fired. Why? Honestly, I think that that was very dumb of the Texans to do because he exceeded expectations. And okay, he didn't get a rebuild in a year. But still, that doesn't. They had a great. They had a good season. Davis Mills definitely overexceeded. He might even be the best quarterback coming out of this. Um, out of the draft. I mean, Mac Jones is definitely up there, but Davis Mills definitely exceeded expectations more than anybody thought. Because every, because no one was saying, "Oh, I definitely, th- I definitely think that uh, Davis Mills is going to have." 3,000 yards passing this year and uh, get the starting job over Tyra Taylor. No, no one was saying that. Who in their right mind was thinking that? No one. This was just, I don't know. They, they definitely performed great. I also think another person that might be in the running for the Cowboys head coaching job, probably uh, Leslie Frazier, and who is the uh, Patriots offensive coordinator. I can't think of his name right now. Um, who was it? Patriots offensive coordinator. I don't know. His name was like John something. Hold on one second. Josh McDaniels. I definitely think that he... Uh, could be a great uh, head coach. He just hasn't gotten the shot yet uh, after coaching with uh, Bill Belichick. He could also be a, a candidate for the Raiders. There has been many rumors, but I don't think that the Raiders are going to take Josh McDaniels. I definitely think that somebody like, um, I don't know, maybe Arthur Smith, Someone like that. I don't think that Robert Saylor is going to get fired. I don't. I think he would have been much better off staying with the 49ers. I mean, but it's a head coaching job. Like, can't really turn stuff like that down, you know? On uh, that note, I definitely think... Let's just, let's just get into some college football. Let's talk about this draft because pretty much we've covered everybody. Everything about the playoffs. Like, have we not? I think... Let's pull up this graph. Mama. Uh, okay. Alright. One second. Let me get it. Where is it at? 
come on, I really need this to pop up, please. Alright, I have got it. So, I also want to talk a little bit about this draft. Oh, never mind, not that. Okay. Yeah. So, this this is not this is not a great uh draft class at any position really except for maybe like edge in offensive tackle i don't know but this it's just not this it's just not the same season for getting draft picks and just going for it all trying to get a rebuild like Jacksonville, they're going to have the number one pick again. And Trevor Lawrence, I don't think he's not going to be the next Peyton Manning. I'm going to go ahead and say I don't really want to be this person, but I'm going to go ahead and say he's a bust. He's, I just don't see him having a bright future with any team under any coaching. I mean, if he could bounce back, he could. He, I bet he could be a great uh backup quarterback to someone like um you know someone someone relatively to a backup to like a Jameis Winston type of person with that Saints uh Saints roster and stuff so uh in my uh mock I just want to talk a a little bit about my first round and break all these uh all these picks down, stuff like that. So first off, uh, at number one, I had um, the uh, the Jaguars taking uh, Kevon Thibodeaux edge out of Oregon. He has been having a great season so far. And also someone to watch out for. Uh, his name is uh, Skylar Thomas. He... Uh, for Oregon State, the Oregon State Beavers, um, he picked off his uh, first career pass. He, uh, I don't remember if he's committing or not. I mean, if he is going to uh, declare. But, um, yeah, he's going to be a great... Um, addition to any team that picks him up he's a corner make sure to go watch his film stuff like that he's definitely next one of the next big corners uh in the league so i definitely think uh that's someone to look out for uh for the my second pick i had aiden hutchinson that another edge out of Michigan. Um, almost everybody had him going second. He has had uh, last year. He did not get almost. He barely got any playing time. Um, but in his senior year, he had sixteen. I mean, fourteen sacks, sixteen and a half tackles for loss. Um, what is he had twenty six assists. 36 solos. Um, just an amazing season overall. And that's why I have him going second to the Detroit Lions. And at 
number three to the Houston Texans. I had them taking Derek Stingley Jr., the cornerback, out of uh, out of uh, LSU. Uh, once again, all these guys usually getting uh, the most playing time in their uh, senior in their junior or senior years. Uh, the only time he really had a killer season was in 2019, in freshman season. Uh, six interceptions. Uh, I don't know. He. I don't know why I really had him there. I just feel like this would go well with uh, Justin Reed, and I think that they definitely need to rebuild their defense around Justin Reed and don't trade him because Justin Reed is really that centerpiece to the team, and that's really all you have. I mean, Davis Mills is something, but I don't think he's going to be a, a Davis Mills type. And uh, number five, I had uh, New York taking uh, Evan Neal, the offensive tackle out of Bama. So if where where are his stats? Excuse me. Uh, where are my stats? I can't find them. Yeah. So he uh, is a five star recruit. He has uh, his he has his his overall ranking is third. His uh projected round is definitely the first round. Obviously, I don't I can't pull up his stats right now, which is very weird. So. Um, and then here is where things get interesting. So I actually had the Vikings trading their sixth pick, uh, to Carolina. And, uh, I I mean, I had the Panthers trading. Oh my gosh. I cannot speak right now. I had the Minnesota Vikings receiving the sixth pick in the draft. And I had, and they also got the fifth, uh, the fifth round, 142nd pick, in, uh, and the Panthers would receive the 12th pick and the 46th pick. And with uh, that, I had uh, the Vikings taking Matt Corral out of Mississippi. I don't know. I just think that this is a good fit. Justin Jefferson and uh, Matt Corral, I think that would be a great duo. And uh, Matt Corral... That was at the end of that uh, his last game. Very scary injury, but I don't think that um, it's gonna affect where he get draft. He gets drafted. It might, but I doubt it. Um, at number seven, the Giants have two first round picks, which are like both very great picks. Uh, I had them taking George Karlaftis, the edge out of Purdue. Um, at number seven, uh, at number eight, Tyler Linderbaum, uh, the interior O lineman out of Iowa, and here is a not so great. It's not really a surprise to anyone. Uh, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback out of Pittsburgh, uh, going to the Broncos because like, what do they really have? There, who? There's not that many free agents that are gonna be in. Um, be in. Uh, there's not that many quarterback free agents that are going to be available for the Broncos to sign. 
besides maybe Teddy B. They might re-sign him to be a backup quarterback to Kenny Pickett or somebody like Malik Willis. But um, to keep going, uh, I had the Jets taking Ikem Okongwu, uh, the offensive tackle out of NC State. Uh, Washington, Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. Uh, number 12, Sam Howell, the quarterback out of North Carolina. I see, I'm going to tell you guys why I had Sam Howell. I mean, Malik Willis over Sam Howell because of the fact that Malik Willis, just the film that I've been watching of him, he has been playing like an absolute beast. And that's really all I got for this first round and the my playoff predictions for um uh the today and I hope you guys really did enjoy. If uh you guys are new, make sure to subscribe. Uh never forget to subscribe uh to the show. And soon our show is going to be going to Apple Podcast in a month or two. So make sure to tune in over there if you want to. Um without any uh Uh, I got nothing else. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and I will see you guys next time.